With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the MLB Extras Rockies podcast. I'm Tim McMaster along with Thomas Harding, our Rockies reporter. Lots to talk about, Thomas, from award season uh, to roster uh, rumors, I guess. Uh, but the general manager meetings are going on right now out in Carlsbad, California, as we record this podcast. You are in Colorado, um, but you're doing your best to get your information from the GM meetings. I guess my first question is, the one rumor we've kind of heard about is is Marwin Gonzalez and some interest there from Colorado to to maybe bring in the former champ with the Houston Astros. What have you heard about that possibility? Yeah, they're being very quiet about it, but you look at what's going on with that roster, how they become one of those versatile rosters like you've seen in Boston and like you've seen in Los Angeles here. and Considering where they play at Coors Field, they do carry an extra pitcher at 13, although most teams seem to be heading in that direction. He makes so much sense for the Rockies, and he does so many things that they need simply because their offense was what was lagging last year. So, you know, can can he, with the, with the power, with the ability to hit for average, uh, as the season continued last year, although his average was not up there uh, at, at the end, if you look at the second half, he hit the ball as hard as anybody in, in the major leagues. Very good at hitting the fastball. Can give you some lengthy at-bats. I'm looking at some of the scouting reports on him also. He's even a threat to bunt. So even though he's a pull hitter from both sides of the plate, it's hard to shift on him. I mean, just so many things that could help the Rockies offense. I mean, he, do, he does make sense, although there are other alternatives out there. And he's done it on the biggest uh, stage under the bright lights as well in the postseason, uh, not just when the Astros were on their way to winning the World Series a year ago, but even this year in that series against Boston, he had some big moments as well. He's a guy that you don't worry about coming through in a big spot. Correct. And when you saw what happened with the, um, with the, with the way that their hitting really went out during September and into the playoffs, then it looks like, you know, Marvin Gonzalez – Makes a lot of sense for this team. Plus, the fact that he plays so many different positions. They have a lot of multi-position players and a lot of young players that need playing time. So it, he can help the off the um, lineup kind of shape shift there. I mean, the guy can play left field, which is a place. Yeah, you could look at doing that and putting either David Dahl or Charlie Blackman in right field. Um, first base, Ian Desmond could move to the outfield. Um, if he's at first base, then maybe Ryan McMahon could get time at second base or he could play second base. There are just so many things that you could do with him. And also, let's say that you decided that you were going to um, re-sign a DJ LeMahieu to play second base. You could still get a Marwin Gonzalez in here and he would help your offense. You mentioned DJ LeMayu. That's a nice transition to gold glove season and award season in general. And sure enough, the Rockies clock in with a couple of gold gloves. Nolan Arenado wins his sixth consecutive gold glove. Pushed a little this year, I think, by Anthony Rendon. But at the end of the day, Arenado comes out on top. And LeMayu 
wins uh, the gold glove at second base, third in his career. The question is, where will he be a year from now? But just talk about defense as a whole for the Rockies, how important it is for this team that has a pitching staff now that because of where they play, they've done a great job of putting together a pitching staff that likes to keep the ball on the ground. How important is it that they have great gloves around the infield? Uh, yeah, I think it's one of the most important things to this franchise. Um, I, I, I've said many times that at the top of their list of priorities, it would be pitching, especially pitchers who throw strikes, don't walk people, and an infield that can put away outs on, on the ground. You have to have that because the big outfield of course field, there are going to be a lot of things that fall. Yeah, you would like to have guys make great catches, but there are going to be a lot of balls that aren't caught because the outfield is so spacious. So if you don't walk people and you put away the outs when the ball is hit on the ground, your pitchers really are at an advantage here. As long as you know, as long as they keep the you know run totals down, I think. Um, they're, they're on the right track when it comes to pitching and defense. So LeMahieu has been a big part of that. Hey, looking at the Sabre defensive index, he actually had the best defensive year of anyone in the National League. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Platinum Club. I know Yadier Molina is a um, very popular figure with a big market club in St. Louis, and certainly he has won that award before, I believe, and, and um, ha- had a really good year this past year. DJ Mayhew, looking at it uh, numbers-wise, one of the best players in the league, and according, like I say, to the Sabre Defensive Index, which is part of the Gold Glove Award, he was the best defensive player in the National League. They did not issue a qualifying offer for LeMahieu or anybody on this team, so he just becomes a free agent, and if they're going to bring him back, they have to bring him back that route. What would you say the chances are that LeMahieu could return to Colorado? Um, I think it kind of depends on you know, how they go about and what it would take to improve uh, the offense. D.J. LeMahieu was a pretty good offensive player for them. Hey, he had a career record for home runs for him um, this deep into his career. It wasn't the best year as far as average is concerned, but there were three trips to the DL that had something to do with that. But, um, you know, if they're able to get someone maybe to give them a little bit of power and they find a way to do it where D.J. LeMahieu's um, – salary and and don't forget they need to see if they can also re-sign Adam Adovino. But if they're able to structure their their offseason some way, there's a possibility that he could return. Now he made 8.5 million this past year. So you're looking at a raise off of that. I just thought that uh what was the qualifying offer of above 17 million, 17 nine? 17.9 yeah, 17. yeah. million. I think that was too steep, which is why they didn't go that direction. Now they have people coming up if if necessary. Do you think if LeMahieu doesn't come back, do they try to fill that hole with another free agent signing? Or is that a spot where Brendan Rodgers just moves into? Because it seems like he's kind of getting to that point where you're not going to be able to hold him back much longer at the minor league level. Yeah, he's getting close. However, um, this year some injuries kind of uh, cost him at the AAA level. So he really didn't have very good numbers there. And also... Um, the injuries kept him off the field a little bit after he moved up from double A after a really good year there. And he was not able to play in the Arizona Fall League. So I think that actually he may still be a step, half step, maybe three quarters of a step away from the major leagues. But as I said, Ryan McMahon, who played a lot of first base, plays a very good second base. Um, uh, Garrett Hampson, who came up during the season, is a really good middle infielder. He can play 
second base, shortstop, or center field. And that's where like a Marvin Gonzalez comes in, where if one of those guys isn't available, isn't ready to take that job, you can always slide, you can sign and slide Marvin Gonzalez over there. That was one of the reasons why in looking at this, I believe that he is a great fit for the Colorado. Yeah, um, Gonzalez makes, I think, more sense maybe than even LeMahieu because he can do so much more than just play second base. All right, back to the awards because the big awards are coming up this week. Nothing against the gold gloves, but the MVP, the rookie of the year, the manager of the year, those are coming up this week. Nolan Arenado is up for the MVP. He's one of the finalists. Bud Black is up for National League Manager of the Year, one of the finalists. When you look at Arenado, uh, he's been in this discussion before, I think, early in the year. And maybe even till the beginning of September, he was really right there. Christian Yelich really finished strong. When you look at things right now, 38 homers for Arenado, and, and he does so much for this team. Uh, make the case why he should get the nod instead of Christian Yelich. Well, I think if, if, when, when, when I look at that, it's hard for me to make, a, to make the case for someone other than Christian Yelich being the MVP. But, <laughs> yeah, it's not really yeah, fair of me. But Nolan, Nolan Arenado, I mean, you you look at, at this offense that actually struggled for the most part. So at times, there were only three or four people kind of carrying this offense. And at times, for for more of the year than not, Nolan Arenado was, was helping carry the offense. I mean, he went absolutely crazy in the middle of the season, right around the time after the team slumped. He was kind of one of the guys who picked things up and made sure, hey, you know, we're going to stay in this race somehow, some way. And when the pitching got better, then the entire team got better. Also, defensively, you just can't beat what he does defensively. What I'd love to see, I mean, as this game, the changes in the game, um, where the game is more versatile, I think that sometimes it's hard to give gold gloves because there are now players who are good at various positions. You look at Arenado, and really, you look at his value. Over the last three, four years, he's doing things that no one has pretty much ever done. I mean, is he going to get player of the half decade? I mean, there there seems to be there needs to be an award for what he has done for the Colorado Rockies over the last six years that he's been in the league. Yeah, he has been something, and he's been the face of a franchise as it has returned to, to prominence here the last couple of years. The other guy that gets a lot of credit for that, as he should, is Bud Black. He's a finalist for Manager of the Year, along with Craig Council and Brian Snicker. Council, of course, with the Brewers, Snicker with the Braves. So one manager from each division, uh, which makes it fun. Bud Black has won this award before, back in 2010 with the Padres. Um Second straight season, the Rockies make the postseason. It's the first time they've ever done that, make it two years in a row. Um, this seems like more of a, a wide-open race, I think. It, I guess, Thomas, it depends. It, maybe it's going to end up being regionalized to some point because Snicker obviously did an incredible job getting the Braves to the postseason a year ahead of schedule. Um, but the Brewers overachieved and the Rockies got back there. I mean, all three of these guys have a great argument. Uh, yeah, and I think, too, they're – the body of work for Bud Black over two years is outstanding. Granted, um, Council almost got Milwaukee to the playoffs last season, but not only did uh, Black get the Rockies to the postseason um, in his first year, but he followed that up when the Rockies were no longer a surprise. Um, I'm going to come out for Bud Black on this because being around this franchise next season will be my 20th. It'll be the 27th season of this franchise. 
pitching has been a problem, a major problem for them. And Bud Black has brought in a bunch of young pitchers. There's nobody uh, you know, on this staff that threw a single major league pitch with another team. And they're all young. They don't have what we thought originally they needed, which was that veteran to, quote, show them how, because they've tried veterans who couldn't pitch here. So basically, um, he is leading a staff that's homegrown, that's taught the Colorado way, and the Colorado way works. And, and, and also, if you look at it, they had the lowest batting average on the road, but they ended up winning more road games than ever in their history. They had their lowest batting average at home, but they ended up, I think, something like the second most wins or tied for the second most wins in club history. So your manager, the, the program that he has set, the ex expectation that he has set is huge for this team. Um, yeah, you would hope that that uh, all that would make a difference. I thought last year he was in really good shape for that award. But when you had uh, Dave Roberts' big market, Los Angeles, and certainly that team made the World Series, I understand. But still, it just seems like Bud Black um, ha has been overlooked a bit for his managing here. N now that you have Milwaukee, as far as they went, uh, of course, the playoffs are, are part of it. But the Braves, who came from pretty much nowhere, um, Snicker would get a lot of votes for that, even though Black did that last year. And like I say, followed it up. Yeah. And I mean, he's always been a guy that's respected for what he can do with the pitching staff of the bullpen and what he's done with the pitching staff in Colorado has been um, remarkable the way those young guys came around. And you said it without the hitting, they, they still came through and, and make it to the postseason. The manager of the year will be announced next Tuesday. The MVPs will be announced on Thursday. So we'll keep an eye on that as the Rockies try to collect some more hardware here in the offseason. That is going to do it for the MLB Extras Rockies podcast. For Thomas Harding, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.